And hello everyone, today we have another three stories. This is definitely going to be a bit of a less heavy day. It's going to be a bit more light in terms of some pretty good news actually for all three of our stories today. So our first story today is that Apple has added new Mac Pro graphics options and the Mac Pro has a new SSD upgrade kit. Uh, WhatsApp has now launched digital payments in Brazil after beta testing in India, and EA has finally fully announced Star Squadrons, a new first-person starfighter dogfighting game. So, this is the Dynamic Digital World, I'm Luke, let's get started. Okay, so let's get straight into it today with Apple announcing two new upgrades, one for the MacBook Pro graphics and one for the Mac Pro SSD. So this is a week before WWDC and instead of introducing a new MacBook Pro 16 inch, they've just gone ahead and upgraded a new upgrade, gone ahead and offered a new upgrade to its existing line, probably the best way to do this, and the Mac Pro now has a select internal upgrade. So that can be done by the user. So let's start with a 16 inch. Uh, this is coming to courtesy of TechCrunch. The addition, there is now an addition of an AMD Radeon Pro 5600M GPU, which is the best performance yet for the notebook line with a 75% speed increase over the next highest configuration, the Radeon Pro 5500M. That is a massive speed increase. Now it's also, now it's also priced to match that, so the 5500M with 8GB of memory is $100 premium over the system's $2,799 base. The 5600 with 8GB of HBM2 memory, on the other hand, will run you an extra $700. So if you're going for the top of the line, you really need to go for the top of the line. Now a fully specced out model without any extra software will run you $6,700. US that's a super high end configuration, which will be crazy for most people, unless you're in very specific work areas. However, if you're looking to future proof, definitely the right thing to get. And speaking of future proofing, Apple now has new features designed to make it easier to upgrade with Mac Pro in the form of a new SSD kit for user installation. Now, this features 1TB, 2TB, 4TB, and 8TB storage modules and interactions will be on Apple's website. However, this is currently not live live right now. However, the MacBook Pro update is also is currently available through Apple's site. So this is definitely good to see Apple kind of still supporting even something from a year ago. Obviously the Mac Pro SSD upgrade kit. I kind of expected them to be rolling out continuous upgrades that people could just add to this. It seems like it's a much better way to kind of have a new Mac Pro, you just roll out upgrades that people can select. Definitely a good idea in my opinion. So yeah, that's a 75% speed increase, which is, you know, like the price does definitely confirm that. It's now $700 extra. So $700 extra off of the base price. So I think that's $600 off of the original premium, which is, you know, it's a lot of money for people to spend, but Personally, I'd say it's worth it. 
Uh, yeah, so this is a week before WWDC when Apple is rumoured to be ditching Intel processors for ARM-based processors and giving its developers a year to make the switch in developing their applications. As for how they're supposed to be developing these applications, I'm not sure, but I'm sure Apple has some sort of solution for them to compile or interpret these new applications. But yeah, definitely good to see the kind of upgrades coming along, especially later into a product's lifespan. Our next story for today is WhatsApp officially adding payments to its app starting in Brazil after originally beta testing in India. Okay, so today's second story is coming courtesy of The Verge, and this is about WhatsApp officially launching digital payments in Brazil after beta testing in India. These payments are enabled by Facebook Pay. Before I go any further, personally, I'm going to say it now, be careful when using this. WhatsApp has just been known for a vulnerability that leaves your phone number just easily indexable by Google. Next thing we find out, it could be leaving your credit card numbers easily indexable by Google. Uh, be careful. Uh, now let's get into the actual story. Now, just saying that what I just said is unsubstantiated, but based on the fact that phone numbers are currently being leaked out, yeah, just be careful. Now, after beta testing a version in India, WhatsApp had launched it in Brazil. They're enabled through Facebook Pay, which Facebook said last year it would be rolling up to Instagram, Messenger, Facebook and WhatsApp. So the payments are started to roll in Brazil is what the <coughs> uh, WhatsApp statement said and they're also looking forward to bringing it to everyone as they go forward. There are no fees for a consumer to use the payment service itself, however a merchant will have to pay a processing fee. Users will also need to link a credit or debit card directly to their WhatsApp account which will be secured using a fingerprint or a six digit pen. The company says it will support debit or credit cards from Danco del Brasil, Nubank and Secredi and is working with Brazilian payments processor CLO. Sorry if I got any of those names wrong. And it's had peer-to-peer digital payments in the works for some time after the initial closed beta in India, which is where I would have expected it to first official launch, but due to Facebook having a number of regulatory issues in India and a complicated history, it's not, I don't think it's happened. Now, in 2017, Facebook did, did um, have criticism for trying to provide free Facebook access over there as it led accusations of digital colonialism. Now, as for, as for Facebook and WhatsApp's relationship, Facebook originally acquired WhatsApp for $19 billion in 2014. And as of February, the messaging site has more than 2 billion users. <sighs> yeah, so, you know, I mean, okay, I'm glad to see this thing coming out, but it's not like it's coming out from Apple, you know? Like, if it was Apple, I'd be like, you know what, Apple, go ahead. Uh, Apple have proven themselves time and time again to be very respectful of people's privacy, even as going so far as refusing to go along with SBI inquiries. So personally, I know I can trust Apple. Facebook, on the other hand, they've got a history of selling people's data. So definitely, B 
be very careful if you use this. My advice, don't, but again, it is at the end of the day going to be up to you. Now, again, another thing that does concern me is that it has to be linked to your WhatsApp account. You can't just put it in once and not have it saved. It has to be saved to your account. Um, obviously, I'm aware Samsung Pay and Google Pay, you have to do this. Um, but that's different. Those are, you know, those are two brands that, okay, maybe not privacy-focused brands, but at least trustworthy with sensitive data brands. I know that sounds kind of hypocritical, but... You know, they've got a long history of reputation of not having massive data breaches or payment info, as far as I'm aware anyway. I will probably have to get my words fairly soon about that. Um, on the, but, you know, Facebook, on the other hand, is at a height of controversy for that sort of stuff. So, again, be careful using it, and it has to be directly linked to your WhatsApp account. So, yeah, that's kind of everything for that story today, really. Um, yeah, just be careful if you do use it when it comes to the market, but it might not come to your market soon. Today's next story is about EA officially revealing what Star Wars Squadrons is. So let's get started on that. Okay, so it's time for the final final big story. Um, we've got EA have, which is coming courtesy of a bird, sorry. Um, EA have officially announced Star Wars Squadrons in a much bigger reveal than what we had last week on Friday. For any of you who don't recall, it was leaked on the Xbox website and not long after EA put up a small teaser just to kind of mitigate the damage done by the teaser on the Xbox website. I think, or they were already planning on doing it. Either way, they announced it on Friday, and there was also a leak. And it's going to be a first-person Starfighter dogfighting game. Now, it's, as I just said, a first-person space combat game, with players flying through the series' famous Starfighters in head-to-head single-player and multiplayer battles. This is being developed by Motive Montreal, which previously contributed to both Battlefront 2 and Anthem. Um, at least at launch, those two were probably the worst received EA games I've definitely seen for a very long time. So, you know, I'm not too crazy about this small announcement, but about it being done by Motive, but EA have made some promises that I'll get into later, which make me feel a little bit better about the future of this game. So, Squadrons will let players fly a variety of Star Wars ships, that includes the X-Wing, A-Wing, Y-Wing and U-Wing from the Rebel side, as well as the TIE Fighter, the TIE Bomber, the TIE Interceptor and TIE Reaper fighters. Now EA won't be revealing gameplay until EA Play on June 18th at 4pm Pacific Time, 7pm Eastern Standard Time, so roughly about midnight uh, UK time. So. I won't be able to report on that until the 19th, just due to time, just due to timing restraints. I'm sorry. So that'll be a double episode day, as you'll normally see when there's a big event going on. Now, it does, however, show show that EA have learned some considerable lessons from the loot box debacle that marked the first several months of Star Wars Battlefront 2, as the game will offer extensive customization options for both gameplay altering items like weapons, hulls 
engines and seals, as well as a variety of cosmetics to customize cockpit, ship and pilot appearance. However, everything will be earned solely through gameplay, so I'm taking that as no real money purchases, EA. No real money purchases. Now, however, there is no welcome improvement. Cross-platform support. So if you're on Xbox, play a PC, PC and PS4, and vice versa for both of both platforms. Xbox One, PS4, PC, you can all play together. And if you're on a PC or PS4, slap on your VR headset, play with even more immersion. Whilst it seems to be largely focused on the multiplayer, there will also be a single player campaign set after the Battle of Endor, which puts players into the pilots from both the New Republic Vanguard Squadron and the Galactic Empire's Titan Squadron. Both of these, this game actually leaked several months ago under the title Project Maverick, and again, as I said earlier, when a banner was on Xbox's website. As today is the official announcement with the most in it. Now, most have put players in X-Wings and TIE Fighters, as well as some other vehicles. It hasn't really been a game dedicated to it since 2003 Star Wars Rogue Squadron 3 Rebel Strike for the Nintendo GameCube. However, it's definitely good to see this coming back, and there'll be a gameplay reveal, as I said, at EA Play. But this could be quite good to see as they're not really as I haven't really played any game dedicated solely to space flight. And the fact that they said Xbox One, PS4 and PC on October 2nd for 40 US dollars. I literally just saw that price as I read that. You can probably hear it in my voice. Um Wow. Sorry, sorry, I'm kinda of shocked to see that price. I thought I'd read through the entire thing and not seen the price. Um yeah, 40 US dollars, that's probably one of the lowest prices I've seen for a game at release date. However, big but, big if, EA has not announced about next-gen versions for PS5 and Xbox Series X. Now, you shouldn't have to worry about Xbox Series X regardless, it should just work through backward compatibility. They basically, uh, Microsoft have said, Every Xbox One game will work on Xbox Series X from launch day, as well as majority, as well as all of the current Xbox 360 games supported on Xbox One, and all of the Xbox games supported, and all of the original Xbox games supported on Xbox One. So you shouldn't have to worry too much about it on that side. As PlayStation 5, a small portion of the top 100 games are going to be there on launch day. So, yeah, don't count on it on launch day if you've got a PlayStation 5 and they don't officially announce a version for it. Uh, this is good for EA, but it does show that they are learning from their mistakes and definitely going to be improving their image. Uh, I was not really expecting EA to not have in-app purchases, but from the sound of it, and definitely what they have said, solely through gameplay. That means you can't buy, that in my mind at least, means no currency purchases, and no real money purchases. Now, I'm not going to say DLC has to be limited by that. If you want to have DLC, that's a completely different thing. You develop that after a game with extra time. Go ahead and charge for DLC. But don't, please, don't charge real money for these sorts of things. Now, it's solely through gameplay. That doesn't necessarily mean there won't be loot boxes or surprise mechanics. EA, thank you for giving us another colourful tab for the way to describe it. Um, it makes it sound so much nicer saying surprise mechanics. 
So, yeah. Now, it doesn't mean there won't be any throws in it, as far as I'm aware, but it should mean that it shouldn't play, it shouldn't at least be restricted to physical money. So it shouldn't really be a money grab, which is good. So yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to this. However, the fact that it's um, launching on October 2nd, it's kind of a deal breaker for me as I have to choose what to get it on. Because um, I can kind of get it on any of those three platforms at some point. However, so I'll probably just wait till November when I get a new PC. Just because there's a good chance that Xbox will be, will be allowing uh, cross uh, cross purchase or whatever it's called now. I don't know if EA does normally support that feature, but fingers crossed they do. If they do, that'll be amazing. Also, if they do announce a next gen version, I'm hoping for smart delivery. Uh, especially after how the RTV Madden, I think it was Madden NFL uh, controversy. I'm not going to be holding my breath over it. So yeah, that's all of the big stories for today's episode. There are just a few smaller stories, uh, just that might affect a few people. It probably won't affect the vast majority of you as much as those three did, but I figured I'd mention it. So, Microsoft is kind of changing the way that insider previews work on its platform. They are moving from rings, so they currently got the fast ring and the slow ring, as you'll probably be aware if you've ever used Insider Preview, how it's now moving to release channels. So if you've ever used a if you ever use the Windows Insider program, you'll know that they kind of release it in a fast ring, slow ring, and a release preview ring. However, they've now kind of changed the names of those. So they've got a small diagram here and this is currently on Virgin's website. So they got a release preview channel. So people who want stability and validation and it's basically just a small bit of early access so if you want to say prepare an early review or something of it the beta channel is for early adopters who want to provide feedback but have a reliable have a reliable one enough reliability to be used and then finally there is the dev channel this is in line with the fast and skip ahead rings which is for highly technical users and will be the first to access related to builds earliest of a development cycle. There will be rough edges, edges and some instability. Personally, I will be going for the dev channel. I like to have the cutting edge, however, I will probably also have a stable release on my computer. Just a small dev channel probably in a virtual machine or something so it doesn't get corrupted, but I can still see the latest features. Uh, so that's that. Also, if you use GitHub, you will see some changes to the terminology, um, and it's very rightly so. It's been a while. It's kind of taken them a while to do this, in my opinion. Um, they are changing the terminology used for their kind of branches. So previously, you'll have the master branch and then the slave branches. Um, obviously, with everything going on in the world right now, in terms of the uh, Black Lives Matter movement and all the racial sensitivity talk going on. I think this is definitely overdue though, even without all of that. So definitely work that it happens. Definitely right for it to be happening now. Ne- uh, I guess later is better than never. Uh, they haven't announced what terminology they will be using. They're being very careful with it. I think they want to get it exactly right. So it won't be offensive, at least at this time. So 
you know, I'll keep you updated if they do announce the final change to that. But if you are someone who was maybe affected by that, and I definitely see how it could be offensive, then just know that they are working on that they are working on changing it. So that is everything as far as I am aware. Yeah, so that's kind of everything for today's episode. I will be uh, tomorrow. There should be an episode. There may not be though. Um, I'm actually going back to school tomorrow, so yeah, looking kind of you know uh, in terms of timing for that, it may not be too easy for me to get that working. However, I will try my hardest. Uh, hope you've enjoyed this episode. This is the Dynamic Digital World. See you in the next episode.